Hello, everyone, and we welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. Thank you all for joining us today. We are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. And we will begin today with our morning prayer. Yes, I'm reading from Divinity Course and General Collectania, page 222. And it's a just an excerpt from her, Mrs. Eddy's further recorded statement. She says, Abide in the 91st Psalm and know that such abiding is treatment and protection. There is nothing that can make laws or influence you. There is but one mind, and that is love. Do not give life to evil by attaching it to a personal thing. It cannot live without a body. Man is immortal one. There is but one infinite manifestation. No error can attach itself to man. And why deceive ourselves by thinking it can do so? Every manifestation of life is ever-present, an omnipresent good. And this carries within itself all healing and sustenance. That the kingdom of heaven is within you, and this is your armor. Mary Baker Eddy. Perfect, thank you. Okay, watching point. Watch number 260. Watch lest you accept mortal mind's conception of attainment and believe that an understanding of Christian science is something that can be attained by study alone. Science and health says that we walk in the direction toward which we look. We have to study in order to learn what the right direction is, but demonstration alone enable us to walk in it. A demonstration that handles mesmerism of lethargy and inactivity. This watching point is necessary to correct the prevalent belief that when one fails to demonstrate Christian science, it is more consecrated study that he needs. Failure to demonstrate simply means that one has not succeeded in breaking the mesmerism of mortal belief, under which one believes in the reality and truth of that which God never created. Through the study of the textbook, one can learn how to rouse himself mentally by rising into a mental altitude that is above the mist of animal magnetism. But the usual student's attitude of mind toward acquiring a knowledge of any subject will never enable one to be a Christian scientist. There are many students who have gained a profound knowledge of Mrs. Eddy's writings and who have done very little to free themselves from the influence of animal magnetism. One must practice what he learns. He must rise above the mist of mesmerism. He must first rouse himself mentally until he is thoroughly awake and keep that way. He must learn to listen for God's voice and refuse to acknowledge that mortal belief in any form can rule God out of his heart. 
end quote. Thank you. <laughs> Comments on that? Well, I know before I came here, I, I used to read a lot of technical things and I used to read very quickly and I found pretty much instantaneously that you just can't do that with what <laughs> we have here. You have to read it slowly, paragraph by paragraph, and just take it in. And then uh, I think makes about the whole thing about demonstration reminds me of Bicknell Young saying, you don't know yourself until you do church work. So, <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> and, and why is that? Well, because we need to quiet ourselves, listen to what God has to say, and and work together. So. Thank you. Church work requires demonstration, um, and it'll stick out like a sore thumb when it's not demonstrated. And also, Mrs. Evans used to tell us you would get a far more opposition to doing church work, quote, church work. There really, in a way, is no such thing thing as church work and other work it, it's all god's work right <laughs> but um doing this work for this church where there is there's always opposition so when you learn to overcome that opposition you have gained great growth and many of you will find that in whatever you're doing for church the opposition and having to overcome it right florence <laughs> that's that is true. Mm -hmm. All kinds of all kinds of ways it would come, but that that's why again again she tells us to just keep abiding in the truth. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, when what you're doing, what and trying your best at doing the obeying, God can't be taken out of your heart, and that's very very comforting. Well, it is. And and when you have that deep desire to serve him and love him, that's right. And you do overcome all the opposition. But we've talked about it. There are ways, you know, even just coming to church service, things would come up. Or giving a testimony, things come up. The most simplest things. I know when Lyndon Shardy just reading the watch message, especially when they weren't living in Plainfield and there was opposition in their homes. Um, every, every, they'd go out in a car to do it. And I've heard other people tell me that. They have to go into a car, go in the bathroom or something, <laughs> um, where they have some quiet and no interruptions. It's just ways it would try to stop you. And if you don't let it stop you, you have overcome animal magnetism. So, well, I love this. I love this watching point and that the statement. There are many students who have gained a profound knowledge of Mrs. Eddy's writings who have yeah. done very little to free themselves from the influence of animal magnetism. <laughs> now, I know we hear this as practitioners a lot. I know I can quote. I've been studying for years on class talk, but I can't demonstrate anything. So this is what we're going to break. This is why we have these meetings here every week, the roundtables and the Bible studies and other things we do. So you get where you can demonstrate the science. It's not just words and studying. And just what I told you, when you take up any kind of a, a position in church and overcome the opposition, you are demonstrating. And that's wonderful. And if you, we were told here, if you could do it with the church work, then you can do it 
at your regular work or in your home with your kids or wherever you are, um, you'll begin using it and demonstrating. And demonstrating is turning to God for your answer and then being able to manifest what he's telling you to do. And it, and it turns out in a successful way. I'm not giving up when you... Uh, I used to have it when I would post on the forum at the very beginning. I would get such a peace when I would go do it. But some of the craziest things <laughs> would happen. And it would, you wouldn't think it was very profound what you had to say, and it may not have been, but just getting it on. Sometimes it would just vanish or disappear or... I don't know. I could. I can't even remember all of them, but it was a matter of not giving up and just Thank doing you. it. Thank and, you. Because it would be easy to say, well, I don't have time, or I give up, or it's not important. Thank you. And you see, this is why if we have a Wednesday night or any time, <laughs> and there are not any testimonies, then I go, aha, people are not handling animal magnetism. And you've got to get up and say something, okay? you got to rise up. Because the, the, you know, the... The discipline of being able to handle animal magnetism does involve being alert to what the devil would like to do to you to prevent you from doing what God wants you to do. That's really all it is. It's just the sum total of evil trying to keep you from doing what God wants you to do. And if you can accept the fact that the devil's not going to want you to do it. If you've got something really good to do for God, you can count on there being opposition. You can count on it. You should expect it. Be alert to it. And when it happens, it won't surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> or it won't <laughs> knock you off your feet. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you talk about that because when when I first came here, I think if you didn't talk about that, when it came on, I would be like, oh, this is only me. But it's, that's not the case. Yeah. And it. it will come like something personal or something in your family or, you know, something that seems really kind of important or, and the whole, and it's all illusion. Uh-huh. It's a, it's, to get you off track. Okay. It comes in a way that you accept. It's something that you give acceptance to. And that's the only way it can linger on. Because we are believing in it. as something real. But if you're able to see it, like Gary says, if you're able to see it, oh no, this is just one of those illusions. It it can come as past belief or anything. Um, when once you really see it clearly, oh, this is another illusion, tempting, tempting, only tempting. Yes. Give yeah, it no. Yeah. yeah. No, please go ahead. No, if we don't give it anybody, it can't stay. That's it. That's yeah. right. And I, I, I think it's helped me to see that I'm not ever going to say God is not all. That has been very helpful. I still feel at times, but it, it's just been very, very helpful. I am not denying God. I am not saying he's not here. Because to accept anything, to let it go on in any way, is saying that God is not all. Absolutely. I'm not doing it. At least that's a law for myself. That, that is one of the main points and thrusts of this lesson this week. Um, thank you, Florence. And Gary mentioned the devil, but remember, the devil is um, 
air uh-huh. comes to you for life and you give it all the life it has. It's a, yeah, temptation. It's not really real, but you have to prove it. You can't just say it and you prove it and you prove it by overcoming it. This was a calendar statement recently or in October. The nothingness of evil will appear to us when we have overcome it, but never while we simply overlook it. And that's Anna Herzog. It must be overcome. You face it head on. You don't overlook it or say it doesn't exist and it's not real and then have all hell breaking loose. <laughs> so thank you, Karen. That was a great watch. Now, they're all wonderful, but anyway, I wanted to, before we get into the lesson, um, Carrie, Carrie sent me a lot of beautiful things this week I'll be referring to throughout this time together. But she sent me this. It was a very beautiful article. This is Thanksgiving weekend. And um, this was from the November 16th, 1912 issue of the, I think it was a Sentinel. Anyway, In Everything Give Thanks by Archibald McClellan. And he, he talks about... Um, this idea of establishing a day of Thanksgiving and how much Mrs. Eddie loved that. And that, you know, this started here in America with the pilgrims when they were having so much hardship. And he says, whereas it was formerly the custom for all churches to observe the day with largely attended services, now many churches were, are not open at all. And I, we saw that in driving to church on Thursday morning. We passed a lot of churches on our way. They were all closed. And even those where services is held are but lightly attended. And Mrs. Evans used to always talk about that. When Wednesday night, you know, hardly anyone would go to the Wednesday service. Everyone was home baking pies and, and being with their family. Thursday mornings, too. Football games, other things. Well, I mean, this Thanksgiving, what we had 190, which is, you know, I'm grateful for everyone that was there and maybe even more if you had friends listening with you. So we don't want to accept that. But then he goes on, just what is the reason for this decadence? We shall not attempt to explain here, but simply note. As an exception to the general rule, the churches of the Christian science denomination, which are springing up all over the world, in these churches, the congregations assembled on Thanksgiving Day are much the same in numbers as those assembled each Sunday and Wednesday. So this is in 1912. And it should be. What is the reason for Thanksgiving except for thanking God, not just being together and thanking, being grateful for your family, I'm thanking God for all the blessings. So important. And then he tells this beautiful story about Mrs. Eddie. I guess I'll have Gary, you can read it, starting there. <clears throat> he says, a typical incident of such hospitality on the part of our leader was recently related by one who was of her household for a time at Pleasant View. It seems that a neighbor and his family had been away from their home for several months and returned on the day before Thanksgiving. Noticing that the house was open, Mrs. Eddy made inquiry as to whether the family had returned or someone was in the house without authority. Upon being informed that the family had returned that day, 
she immediately became solicitous for their comfort and said, they will not have anything for their Thanksgiving dinner. What can we do for them? When someone remarked that in all probability the family had made provisions for dinner, Mrs. Eddy said, we do not dare take any chances upon that. It would never do for people not to have a good dinner on Thanksgiving Day. And how could they have a Thanksgiving dinner when they had just returned to a house which had been closed up for months? I wonder what they would ha- I wonder what we could we have that we could do we could <laughs> I wonder what we have that we could give them. She then gave instructions to send these neighbors everything necessary for the preparation of an old-fashioned Thanksgiving dinner. Such was Mrs. Eddy's interpretation of the spirit of this old-time custom. Her exemplification of the gratitude to God, which is much more than a verbal expression of thanks. Science and Health, page 3. And this simple, spontaneous act of neighborly kindness was typical of the love for her fellow men, which ever found its greatest happiness in service to others, in meeting not alone their temporal needs, but lightening for them, whether rich or poor in this world's goods, the burden of sorrow, sickness, and sin. If, as Christian scientists, we too faithfully do our part each day and all these days, there throw off for ourselves and others the fetters with which error would bind us. Soon will dawn for mankind that glad Thanksgiving day when the listening ear shall hear that louder song sweeter than has ever before reached high heaven, rising clearer and nearer to the great heart of Christ, for the accuser is not there, and love sends forth her primal and everlasting strain. Science and Health, page 568. So our dear leader, that's the true spirit. When we have enough, we share with others and give, and thank goodness, because it used to be partly why people didn't go to the Thanksgiving service. People would get up and just say, they're, oh, they're so grateful. We have got all my family here and everything's so great. In the meantime, there'd be people who maybe didn't have a family or were all alone. And that rolled a stone on their hearts. That's not what this is about. It's about thanking God and helping and, and looking out for our neighbors and brothers and sisters in Christ. So, um and that is a true spirit of thanksgiving. And that is why we have many in attendance, thank God. So, And in that spirit, it's much more difficult for, for error, the human mind, the devil, to trick you into doing things that you shouldn't do. Yeah, they won't even try because you're in that, you're in the right mind, the divine mind. It can't even reach you. And when you do, when you come to the Wednesday service, come to the Thursday service, come to our services, the rest of your day will go so much better. It's a proven fact. Um, And that was another thing we learned here. Mrs. Evans always said, give the hour or two to God. And the rest of your day, the rest of your week will be so much better for it. You'll have time for everything. You'll we, have, <laughs> we, we do. It's, it's kind of fun. It's an other opportunity to prove that, that God will take care of everything. 
and make everything just right if you just like you said put in first put in first yep put it first teach it to your children put it first um i mean i can't imagine a sunday without church go ahead florence it's like you know you you start your day how do you start your day do you just get up and you know keep going oh i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this or do you start with God all the time? Every This is something, after you land it and you're doing it, you can't do without it. Always start off with God. Because I know that, you know, oh, I'll do this lesson later, or after I have my coffee or something like that. And uh, it's always, after a while, after doing it consistently for a while, you, you're no longer able to do without that. Yes. Have God first every day yes it's it's as important as having your breakfast or coffee or whatever you think is important it's so important your communion with the father every morning first thing is you arise i had read um this was from a, a persian poet or something where it said the early the early morning breeze has secrets to tell you know very very often, the early morning is where God speaks in the quietness, and uh, we must be listening. Get some of your most wonderful inspiration in the early morning hours. It's why Christ Jesus, at many times we read, what he was up very early before before dawn. Sometimes the early morning breeze has many secrets to tell. I love that. There's a lot of times when I wake up, I'll have like the answer to something I need or whatever. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you might not get it at night, but just be still. And uh, when you awake af- refreshed, even if it is before dawn, whenever it is, listen. All right. Our subject Ancient and modern necromancy, alias mesmerism and hypnotism, denounced. My favorite topic now, or <laughs> one of my favorites. And um, Linda, what did you write about that? Well, I looked up the word denounced, and it was uh, from 1828 censure, condemn, damn, decry, reprehend. And then I looked at what the opposite would be, uh, the antonyms, which would be to allow and applaud, approve. Ignore it, commend, compliment, praise, welcome. So it was, to me, it was a good analogy. I mean, not an analogy. It's it's not, you can't be warm, lukewarm about this. Either cold or hot. So either you're supporting hypnotism or you're not. Uh, You can't just, you can't just ignore it or tolerate it. You may not go around overturning tables i mean it seems like it's around every corner in different ways in our society now but i found that i realized you know at some point i had a kind of indifference or apathy toward it because i figure well let people do what they want to do but eventually you can't at least do that and because uh, it's nothing to play around with it has to be denounced thank you very much yes um very important we cannot be lukewarm um we had many people thank us from they were from australia we had a very strong watch thursday night and we were denouncing (laughs) error 
And sometimes you have to. Ways that are vain. Miscellany, page 210. Certain individuals entertain the notion that Christian science mind healing should be two-sided and only denounce error in general, saying nothing in particular of error that is damning men. They are sticklers for false convenient peace, straining at gnats and swallowing camels. The unseen wronged individuals in society, they are too cowardly, too ignorant, or too wicked to uncover and excuse themselves by denying that evil exists. This mistaken way of holding sin in order, in order to maintain harmony has licensed evil, allowing it first to smolder and then break out in devouring flames. All that Era asks is to be let alone. Even as in Jesus' time, the unclean spirits cried out, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? We all like to just say God is love, and it is very important that we do that and come around to that point. Yes, the allness of God, as Mrs. Eddy says, and as Florence was just saying, we must know that. But you've got to handle sometimes specifically the error. We know this is true because of the results, and we have heard good results from our friends in Australia. And they were so grateful we took that stand. So it's a, it's a combination. It's a combination. But just wanting to stay totally on the God is love part, is, it's almost like the Eastern religions or something, right? This hum. <laughs> we're, will be, will be. Y- yes. We, we're different than that. But you have to understand how. Otherwise, you know, people, oh, we've made a reality of it and this is horrible. When you get the right sense of it, it's not making a reality of it. It's totally destroying the, even the very belief in it. And when it comes to liberty and the rights of men, there aren't two sides. There's not two sides. Would you say in the Civil War that the, that the plantation owners had a side? They thought they had a side. But was that a side? <laughs> no. No. There's one side, and that's God's side. And in in discerning some of this, it's got to be for freedom, liberty. We must have it in all respects. And what's going on now with these mandates and, and the government telling people what to do, I don't think that's a side. Not a side. So... We are, th- this lesson is so perfect. I'm just so excited. And I just prayed and prayed that I could give it to you in a way that you can understand it and use it. Because you see, I mean, the story, yes. What have, what have, what have I to do with you? Leave me alone. Don't talk about me. I don't want to hear anything. Don't talk about me. Because when you do talk about it, you see how stupid error is. It exposes itself, and then it will destroy itself. And you see how wicked it is. Right. And if you don't handle it specifically, well, it will handle you. Yes. Guess what? <laughs> right. And so we have to. Sometimes you have to name names. Mrs. Eddy used to do this early in her career. When she saw evil working through people, she named names. She, After a while, yeah. she learned not to because she realized that many of her students 
personalized the evil and didn't handle it properly when she named a name. But she only did that for her students' benefit. She knew when evil was rampant, and she addressed it specifically. And that is how she healed. And that is how she kept the Christian science movement starting on the right track when she was here. In the third um, chapter, no, excuse me, the third edition of Science and Health, there's a whole chapter on demonology. She took all that out, but she goes into all of this because at that time, my gosh, it was sprouting up all over the place. Um, But yes, we don't like to name names. We really don't. And for the most part, we do not name names because people do all of it, you know. So we don't name names. It's, It's impersonal. It's neither person, place, nor thing. Sometimes it seems to come through various person places and things but it's still impersonal error and if you can understand this you can handle it properly if we did not do this we never would have won the law case against boston we had to learn we didn't know we wanted to just say god is love but we got thrown into the arena and had to fight okay or be eaten alive that's how it works friends in belief there's a reason it's called malicious animal magnetism also carol found this it's from the watching point number 301 once mrs eddie directed her maid to work for the weather when she found the latter dwelling on god's allness she rebuked her saying now come down from sailing around up there it's rain we need let's have some rain (laughs) then she said Beliefs about the weather are easier healed than sickness. She rebuked the effort to realize God's allness that did not include its application to the present need. Why? Because it would be like going to a spring for water without a pail. So that's why sometimes we hit hard. And I know some people don't understand why, but... There's a reason. There's a reason for everything we do. And it is okay just to be quiet and pray about it for a while until you understand. (laughs) Well, and that's true. (laughs) And also, absolutely the allness of God. And we've been taught here, 10 affirmations to one denial. And you don't ever leave it in the negative. You don't ever leave this negative picture in your mind. You come full circle and, and blast it with the allness of of God. God's law reaches and destro- destroys evil by virtue of the allness of God. God's law reaches and destroys evil by virtue of the allness of God. That's No and Yes, page 30, Mary Baker Eddy. But it has to be the combination. And that's why ways that are vain, maybe we'll end on other parts of that. There's just so much to talk about. I just don't know what to do. So, and, and that's why ways that are vain. Well, that's one of Florence's, Florence's favorite articles, right, Florence? Mine, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were given it so many times during the, the law case years. You know, it's practically memorized in our hearts. So, all righty. And the golden text, Lillian. There is no power but of God. Thank you. 
and there we stand. So help us God. And that's the first commandment. That is our, what is it, lodestar? Lodestone? Lodestone, our north star. (laughs) That's what we always come back to. That's it. It must be. And... I want, to, I want to make sure I get to this, so I'm jumping to science and health, and then I'll go back to the Bible. But, and, and all of you wrote good things. I, I won't have time to quote everybody, but anyway. Seven, eight, and nine in science and health. First, mankind must learn that evil is not power. Its so-called despotism is but a phase of nothingness. Christian science despoils the kingdom of evil. And Jasmine looked up some of those words as I did too. And um, despoil, which is what Christian science does, guess what that is? Steal or violently remove, plunder, strip, to take by force. Okay. Send down the hill. Send it down the hill with the pigs. We don't tiptoe around saying God is love. (laughs) Sometimes we do, but we we gotta hit it hard sometimes. And that's why you have to handle evil specifically in specific cases where you see it. And not generally. Because when you handle it only generally you're virtually ignoring the specific evil that needs to be handled. And, you know, sometimes when you you do that, and you'll find it, because I found it, you get soporific. You can put yourself to sleep with all this. <laughs> you sit and do a watch and just, hey, everything's fine, and God is love and prison. <laughs> and that was, that was my attempt at a snore. <laughs> Mrs. Eddie says you have to feel the danger. Okay. You do. Okay. It's in her instruction to handle specifically. Also, it so is. It's not just a general right thinking. Yes, uh, but when it calls for it, you, yes, you do handle specifically. You yeah. handle specifically. Yeah, and there is no power but of God. Mm-hmm. God is all. That is our basis. That is the sword that we wield. So that we can cut off the head of error. That is, and that Mrs. Eddy says that the first commandment is the sword we we wield to cut off the head of, of this belief. And it is a power. It is all power. As my favorite statement, well, one of my favorite statements in the Bible about Jesus telling Pilate, you have no power over me unless God gave it to you. <laughs> And that's true in every situation. I don't care how difficult it can be. It's it's there operating for you. So she tells us that you know we sh- we should never make something off the lie first. She said, "Have you had much experience with malpractice? There is none. The way I meet it is by keeping the first commandment. No, there is no evil mind to insect- intercept." God and you. So that, to me, is handling it specifically. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and, and Christian scientists have had this great fear of malpractice because they personalize the error. It was on um, our daily calendar this week. 
the reading Martha Wilcox about malpractice, and she just strips it of any power. You can't believe that it has power because then you're you're disobeying the first commandment. So, as named in Christian Science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is a specific term for error or mortal mind. It is a false belief that mind is in matter and is both evil and good, that evil is as real as good and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. Ta-da-ta-da. <laughs> Most p- people are ignorant, but there are there's a malicious element. They are the ones that are going to go into the lake of fire or night without a star if they don't stop. And I know this makes people uncomfortable, but it is all through Mrs. Eddy's teachings as well as Christ Jesus. And it should be a great source of comfort to all of us. Unless you are malicious yourself, and then (laughs) then there's a problem. (laughs) But yes, it should, to me, it gives me great comfort to know this. And it has nothing to do with me. I don't think badly of anybody. These are laws and rules of the universe. I, and we don't know who's doing what or why. Only God knows that. Sometimes you feel you get a semblance of things, but ultimately it's only God and you let God's law operate. And they are doing it to themselves. They are doing it to themselves. Yes. Yeah, you're the thinker. You're the one thinking it. So. It's somewhere that evil will be destroyed, and if we hold on to the evil and hang on to it, we're going to get it. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's our own choice. Like, yes, yeah. and, and you will suffer until you stop, yeah. and that is not my opinion. Okay, then, in reality, there is no mortal mind, and consequently no transference of mortal thought and willpower. Life and being are of God. In Christian science, man can do no harm, for scientific thoughts are true thoughts passing from God to man. Now, I wrote about that on the forum because we're all together, you know, all all this belief, oh, we can't be together, all this stuff. Well, in Christian science, man can do no harm. All you have to do is know that. Our thoughts come directly from God to man. All we can do is bless each other. But we need to know this. And this is the truth. Again, this is not my opinion. This is truth with a capital T. This is what is true. If anything else seems to be happening, it's because you've been hypnotized by false media or other misled sources. Now, every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure, and it has no control over God's man. This, my friends, is the vaccination. God, did God make the vaccination? I don't think so. The human mind, it has no power to cure or to kill. And this is where we stand. If we think that the vaccination can cure you and is your safety you have gone to the witch of endor you are looking for an answer other than god at the same time because i get this a lot too if you think the vaccination can kill you or do some horrible thing again where is god in that did god say that 
We cannot give it power. It is up to us who understand this to defang it, to either cure or kill, cure or harm. Spoil either belief. You know, he wouldn't say it's our thinking that's so important. Um, he said if it's mandatory, right? Yes. To do so. But it's your thinking about it. This is the point you're making. I think it's so strong because people, they, you cannot just remain so afraid of it. No. Either one, you see, you, you, you've gotten off, you've gotten off the first commandment. You've gotten off what Florence says, God being all. And then you must know, and this is the 91st Psalm, the beautiful readings that, that we started with. Florence read the prayer. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. Do you know that? And yes, if if you have to take this for whatever reason, the vaccination, you can know it'll, you'll be fine. You don't get into all this stuff that's being touted. What, I, what concerns me is the mandates. We need freedom to choose according to our conscience. And we have no right to judge anybody else's decision. Okay. The human mind is opposed to God. And it must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in, and in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. And then, the straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact, yield to this power, and follow the leadings of truth. And it is a straight and narrow way when you're bombarded with all this stuff, one thing or the other. God help you if you don't take the vaccination. God help you if you do take the vaccination. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's right. God helps you in any instance. <laughs> I like what you said in your post. God does reign supreme, and we have the right to prove this daily in our lives and send forth his uncompromising love throughout the land. So no need for any sort of mandate if we're proving that we're healthy and all is well. So. Yes. And this is, this is man's extremity is God's opportunity. This is Christian science sits here waiting, right? Waiting because from the get go, we're taught that disease, sin, disease, and death are illusions, hypnotism from the very get go. This is nothing new. This is just more advertisement for it, more fear put on it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a class, class of religious thinkers now that will gladly participate in the energy that we have and stand up for themselves. But then there's the ones that just want to go back and sit and sleep and, and let everything be taken care of. They take a pill and say, "Okay, everything's okay," until they tell me it's not. Yes. But, but, you know, but there are a bunch of people, I think of all those you know, uh, tent meetings and, and people coming together to inspire each other, but they stop because they don't know the whole truth. And they, they just have to depend on their temporary inspiration. You know, we're right. But, the, but you're right. The truth is marching on. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's reaching people. 
and it and we have the opportunity but we also have the obligation if we understand even a, even a, an ounce of this truth we have an obligation to live it to just to live it not not only for ourselves but for everybody around us and know that those people are acceptable here and follow okay it sends out healing to the world just living it just knowing this truth just doing what we're doing here this morning it it it, it it's revolutionary why because it's the truth why because god is the only power why because truth is in every heart everywhere and this other is a big illusion. I go back. I loved Nancy Bouchon's her article, How to Save the World. It's so simple. And, you know, she quotes Mrs. Eddy saying the truth that God is all in all and that there is no evil held faithfully by Christian scientists will save the world. And it is all that will save it. And, but then she goes in, you know, to the works the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And then, you know, she's quoting Galatians. And, but she says the one that's in italics is which one? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Which is what we're tackling today. And. Which does not like to be tackled. It does not. It would like to be ignored. You know, one of those words that I looked up. Um, let's see if I can find it now in the lesson. Um Oh, yeah. Esoteric magic. Obscure, known only by a few. Secret knowledge. I mean, all these years, I didn't know that Hitler was a Satanist. He practiced witchcraft. I just found that out, you know, the last five years. But it didn't come as a surprise. No, it didn't come as a surprise. Based on who he was and what he tried to do. (laughs) He would have to be motivated by something really ugly. It is very ugly. This thought, you know, Mrs. Eddy calls it moral idiocy. We have an article we're going to have to put up soon. It's it's a Paul Smiley article, and it's called Moral Idiocy. It's when you have no compass, um, because to a to a normal person, anyone who would do these sort of outrageous things to people, worse than outrageous, I don't even know what the word is. Who could do that? It's it's Mrs. Eddy calls it the dark Frankenstein thought. It's the Adam dream. This is the human mind. This is why we stay out of it. It's a killer. We were taught that. I used to think, hmm, human mind's a killer. Well, can't be that bad. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. is. And And if you get to the point where you can see that the human mind is a murderer, that is its sole objective. It is a murderer. When you can get to where you see that clearly, then you've come a long way, and you and you are in a position where you can be of use to God. <laughs> it tries to manipulate, thinking that it is God, and that's such a danger. It, it and I think of those the little voices that talk to you when you're half asleep. Those uh, witch, witch, witchcraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, and those are the those are the ones. Those are the suggestions. That's why lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from sin, disease, and death. Deliver us from evil, and that's what God does. So you can overcome those temptations, and then you you get where you see them so clearly. You don't give them a moment's notice. You kick them out, boom, 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 
as illegitimate to a child of God, to a daughter or son of the king. And you do it for yourself and for all mankind. Thank you, Craig. But yes. And that's why in, in citation 10, Mrs. Eddy says, discomfort under error is preferable to comfort. Yes. Because, yeah, you, you just as, as uh, Craig described, it's dream on. And, you know, they, they called for, right, the children of Israel. They wanted a king. And who did they get? Saul. Saul. Yeah. And Saul, he started out good, but he ended up thinking it was himself, his own ego, that man does it. God God out of the picture then he gets jealous of david who is a godly man he tries to kill david and and then he turns to the witch of endor and and the witch of endor what does that represent okay. yep mm -hmm. this is something from carrie we know indeed that there are those who exclaim that contemporary events only prove that Christianity is a failure and that a new gospel is wanted. They seek for comfort in occultism, and they think they have found hope in spiritualism. Secret mysteries without moral responsibility and without corporate duties have a special attraction for those who regard the church as obsolete and unsympathetic. Endor is often the refuge of those who shun the thought of cavalry. Men seek for any vision but that of a God who forgives sin and who asks for the self-surrender of will. Those who have no wish for the vision of God will not find it. On the whole, men get what they seek. It may be pleasure, self-indulgence, or self-satisfaction, or it may be the very drug of spiritual life, the deadly narcotic which seeks to stifle pain in self-absorbed expedience. But it is not so much a revised gospel that we need as a pure and more humble spirit to receive and welcome the old one. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Meaning of Endor. It's seeking it, it's disregarding the first commandment and seeking whatever somewhere else, including, as, as Craig said, it's much easier, holy Moses, it's much easier just to pop a pill than to do what we're doing. <laughs> but anyway, I could go on for three hours. There's so much in this lesson. So, but we will end now back to ways that are vain and... Ways that are vain. Animal magnetism, in its ascending steps of evil, entices its victims by unseen, silent arguments. Reversing the modes of good in their silent allurements to health and holiness, it, impe it impels mortal mind into error of thought. And tempts into the committal of acts foreign to the natural inclinations. The victims lose their individuality and lend themselves as willing tools to carry out the designs of their worst enemies, even those who would induce their self-destruction. Animal magnetism fosters suspicious distrust where honor is due, fear where courage should be strongest, reliance where there should be avoidance, 
a belief in safety where there is most danger. And these miserable lies poured constantly into his mind, fret and confuse it, spoiling that individual's disposition, undermining his health, and sealing his doom, unless the cause of the mischief is found out and destroyed. Other minds are made dormant by it, and the victim is in a state of semi-individuality, with a mental haziness which admits of no intellectual culture or spiritual growth. <clears throat> the state induced by this secret evil influence is a species of intoxication in which the victim is led to believe and do what he would never otherwise think or do voluntarily. Unless one's eyes are opened to the modes of mental malpractice, working so subtly that we mistake its suggestions for the impulses of our own thought, the victim will allow himself to drift in the wrong direction without knowing it. Be ever on guard against this enemy. Watch your thoughts and see whether they lead you to God and into harmony with his true followers. Guard and strengthen your own citadel more strongly. Thus you will grow wiser and better through every attack of your foe, and the golden rule will not rust for lack of use or be misinterpreted by the adverse influence of animal magnetism. Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.